You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. September 29th, 2022. Trust me on that. I just checked. Once again, Thursday, September 29th, 2022. As I await the viewers hopping on here from YouTube, Facebook, and the Twitter. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5. I am Dan Rubin. It's Thursday. Trust me, the dudes you see on screen here. The Dean of Ohio State Recruiting, Bill Curlick, and the one and only Mark Porter. Gentlemen, thanks again for joining us on a Thursday. We are going to actually pick up last week. These guys were on the road last Friday night and Saturday. Then we'll wrap up kind of the visitors from this past weekend, which was incredible. And then we'll pitch it forward, talk about the visitors coming this weekend to see the fighting Greg Shianos, and then where these guys will be headed to see you know, high school gridiron. Now, let's get started. Mark, you had a Buckeye in the sky yesterday about two guys that uh, Bill and I and every single person in the state of Ohio now knows very well. That's the Montgomery brothers, Luke and Ryan. Kind of bring us up to speed on what you saw, what you think of them. One guy, one's expected to be a Buckeye at some point. How are things going? Yeah, good. Um, yeah, you see, we're very familiar with the Montgomery brothers. I've been to multiple games over multiple years. Uh, it started four years ago with uh, Luke Montgomery when I saw him in a playoff game as a freshman, and he was getting drilled by Toledo Central Catholic in a mercy rule game. And as a freshman, he was the leader. He was the one that was yelling for everyone to keep their heads up and keep going. So that was my introduction to him. Uh, he was a defensive lineman at the time. Uh, we've seen him play multiple positions throughout the years. Uh, defensive end, defensive tackle, center, guard. Uh, went to see him Friday night there playing Fremont Ross. And it was a great game. Uh, shootout, 46-41 final score. So offense is going up and down the field, plenty of points. Uh, let's talk about Luke before we start talking about Ryan. Luke's out out at a left tackle. Uh, Bill Curlick, when we're on the road, Bill's already seen uh, Philly this year and has sent over some video clips. So we got to check out uh, Luke before. This was my first time seeing him in person since uh, the summer. And, again, he looks great. I think he's grown an inch or so. Uh, he looks like he's lengthened out. He looks like he's lean. Uh, and we have the past uh, blocking clips where his feet absolutely look electric right now. He looks like he's really done a lot of work 
uh, with his lower body and, you know, the way he moves. Uh, and he did a great job on offense, defense. On defense, they have him playing nose man, and he gets a little break on defense sometimes. But when he comes off the ball, he's just blowing up uh, Ohio uh, – I'm sorry, offensive linemen. Uh, he's just pushing them in the backfield, throwing them around, swimming them. But he's getting double teamed a lot, and then it wears you out to push the pocket like he's doing. I mean, it's like driving a sled every single play when you got guys double teaming you. But we had some great clips of him blowing people up, and you know we'll see him play left tackle at Ohio State for sure now. Now that I've watched him out there enough, he definitely has the feet. Uh, you know, I'm sure we'll see him again in the playoffs. Okay, so we're gonna chronicle it like every inch of this kid's career since freshman year. Same thing we're doing with Ryan. Ryan was the freshman last year, but when Bill saw him the first time, he wasn't the starter yet. He was just working in there. By midseason, he was the starter. Uh, a freshman in a varsity game feeling his way out. He saw uh, flashes of talent, but, you know, there were still growing pains, let's say, last year. Uh, first thing you notice about Ryan is he looks like a man amongst boys now on the field. He's definitely grown into his body. He stands back there with command and poise and the accuracies there. Uh, over the summer, you know, on Twitter, you kept seeing him go to quarterback workouts and where his development was as a quarterback. Uh, he's a true dropback quarterback, but he can move around. There's clips of him scrambling. Uh, he buys time four or five times on the tape where he rolls out and escapes the pocket and uses his eyes to beat people downfield. Uh, the storyline of the night is Ryan gets the ball back with about two minutes left. And on fourth and 10, he delivers a ball downfield to keep the drive alive. And it was an amazing throw. And he takes his team down and scores with 48 seconds. And I thought, wow, what a great video for Bucknutters. You know, we got the Ohio State potential quarterback of the future coming down the field, winning on the last play. And then Fremont Ross puts together two or three plays and scores with five seconds left in the game to win. So there was a little bit of a buzzkill for the Ohio State angle of it, but it didn't diminish what Ryan did when he was supposed to do it, where, hey, you got the ball back with two minutes left. You had to take your team down there, and you did your job. You don't play defense. You don't make tackles or do that type of stuff. So what I was looking for from him was there. If I was the coach of Finley, I'd be obviously disappointed in the defense. Uh, but, again, watching these two develop from freshman year to senior year is what we hope to do with every prospect for Bucknutters, you know, is give you that inside look of where they were, where they've come from, and where they are now, and, and where we hope they are when they get on the field at Ohio State. Bill, fair to assume Ohio State remains as high on Ryan as ever. We know what they think about Luke. Yeah, I mean, they're, uh, they've got two 2025 quarterbacks they've offered, Ryan, and he was the first, and Colin Hurley from Florida, who uh, – Remains very interested in Ohio State. In fact, I talked to Colin earlier this week uh, after the Ohio State-Wisconsin game. He was very impressed with that win and what Ohio State's done. So, you know, they're going to continue to recruit those two and then all the while look at other quarterbacks just in case. But, uh, you know, I'd be surprised if, if one of those two, a little bit surprised at least, if one of those two isn't Ohio State's 2025 quarterback. But, Again, we're getting a little ahead because neither one of them is on the verge of a decision. Ryan has visited a number of schools already this summer. He's going to continue to visit schools. Um, he's planning to be at the uh, Ohio State-Michigan game at the end of the season. And between now and then, he's got several other visits planned. I know Penn State's coming up for him. So, you know, he's doing his homework. He's doing his research and uh, trying to figure out what school fits him best. Yeah, it's also, it's not like we're, this is a uh, 
deference to an Ohio kid here. He's got an offer from Georgia. He's got uh, plenty, plenty of interest. He's a national prospect. Speaking of national prospects, Bill, this past weekend was a night game. It was a show for Ohio State, arguably the most impressive, you know, first 15 to 16 minutes of a football game you're going to see. Total domination of another legitimate football power. There were plenty of guys here to see it, uh, some really big-time names. There were some Ohioans here, some national guys here. There were some defensive linemen here. We pick out a few guys who think were particularly impacted by the visit. Well, you have to, of course, start with the two 2023 defensive linemen, Keon Keeley, of course, the defensive end, and Caden McDonald, the defensive tackle. And you know, I, I talked to Caden um, just as he was about to get on the plane to head home um, from Ohio State. He was very impressed. You know, he, he liked his visit. It went very, very well. He was with his mother. Um, now, having said that, I, I don't know that Ohio State necessarily overtook Clemson at this point. In fact, I think uh, I think maybe I would give the edge to Clemson at this point. But the, the visit went well enough that he he really liked what he saw. Keeley, another great visit to Ohio State, and um, I felt like going into that visit, Ohio State was pushing Alabama for the top spot. Maybe had drawn even. Now after that visit, I think Ohio State. Uh, I would put them as drawn even with Alabama pretty much or or maybe having a slight lead. But, you know, Alabama still got the official visit to go, and that's that's a big deal. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, by the way, McDonald is announcing his decision at the end of October. Um, and then you, of course, had all the 2024 kids. Uh, and there's a lot of them that I think Ohio State has – a great chance at landing. In fact, Garrett Stover, uh, Ian Moore, the offensive lineman from Indiana, Garrett Stover, the DB linebacker from Sunbury Big Walnut, who I'll see uh, tomorrow night in person. Mylon Graham, the wide receiver from Indiana. Bryce West, the cornerback from Cleveland Glenville. Demario Demarion Witten from Glenville, tight end. I've got all those guys crystal ball to Ohio State, so obviously I love like the Buckeyes' chances a lot. And then Elias, uh, Elias, uh, um, gosh, Elias Rudolph, the defensive end from Taft, like him a lot too. Ohio State has a really, I think, good chance. I haven't crystal balled him yet, but it has a good chance at him as well. He had a great time at Ohio State. And then uh, Charles Lester, the defensive back from Florida, talked to him briefly right before he went home, and he had a great time as well. So it's a weekend that will eventually turn out to be a very good weekend for Ohio state. I believe. No doubt. Uh, it's very, the Keeley thing is going to be, I imagine the frontal lobe topic here until he visits Alabama. I've tried to get, uh, you know, several sources to crack on the last visit theory and no one wants to bite on it. But, uh, like I said, on Tuesday's show, Normally, in this case, I would assume he's going to be, you know, part of the Crimson Tide. But keep in mind, this guy already was committed to Notre Dame. Notre Dame's even colder than Ohio State. So it's not like this guy is not uh, ready to leave the area. Tampa. But we shall see. Deach says, put Heartline on Keeley. 
I'm sure that might work. All right, we're going to take a quick break, come back, and uh, go from. All right, this is how we pay the bills, people, for the podcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are back this weekend, more visitors, another home game, Bill, two, three main guys. Let us know who's on, on the way and uh, what you think of each of them. Well, there's at least three players that Ohio State has offered that uh, are scheduled to be in Columbus this weekend, uh, defensive lineman and, and offensive lineman too, uh, Justin Scott from Illinois. He's a five-star guy. Uh, he was going to go to the high state Wisconsin game, but um, that was a night game and he has a six hour drive and they just kind of decided that they, uh, you know, didn't want to be driving all night long after the game. So they bumped things back to this weekend because it's a three thirty game and they can kind of drive home at a little bit more reasonable time. So, so uh, Justin Scott is going to visit Ohio State. It'll be his first ever Ohio State visit, so that will be an important one. Uh, Kylan Fox, who Mark and I both saw at Ohio State's camp in June, was offered both as a defensive end, edge guy, and tight end. He worked out in the morning with one group and in the afternoon with the other group, and both uh, – uh, Kevin Wilson and Larry Johnson said, you're good enough to play my position at Ohio State and offered him. He's making uh, his second Ohio State visit this weekend. Uh, he will be with family. And then Jeremiah McClellan, a wide receiver defensive back from St. Louis, who Ohio State's offered, he also will visit Ohio State this weekend. So, you know, that's a, that's a pretty good start for three guys that Ohio State's offered that will be in Columbus this weekend. They won't see uh, a tilt similar to the Notre Dame or even the Wisconsin one, but it's interesting. We take a slight aside here as Yakov 22 asked, Dan, Mark, have you ever seen Bill get angry and or have anything mean to say? <laughs> Seems like it rarely, if ever happens. I tell you what, off camera, Bill is basically a loose cannon. We <laughs> have to have a guy assigned to watch him, kind of like the Cowboys had with Pac-Man Jones. Very good for production, but behind the scenes, you need to keep an eye on this dude or he will get loose. New Orleans at an expense account and bill good gracious. The only thing worse is Las Vegas, but I digress. Uh, Let's move on. Um, Mark, where are you headed this weekend? Um, For anyone who has not had the chance yet, we put out a Buckeye in the sky every Monday, breaking down the key plays from the Ohio state game. We follow that up on Tuesday or Wednesday with Buckeye and the sky from the high school grid. Uh, 
exclusive video and scouting from different games. Where will that exclusivity from this weekend? Yeah, you know, I when I pick my uh, weeks, I have a lot of factors that go into why I go where I go, and no one understands them except me. Uh, this time of the year, I've covered a Buckeye pretty much every week, and I'm looking at the schedule, and I'm looking at teams right now that may or may not make the playoffs coming next couple weeks, and they may not be playing football in three weeks from now, so i got to go see them. And there's a handful of schools like that, but a school I neglected last year that had a handful of prospects, and I regretted neglecting them, was the Kip Academy down in Columbus. Uh, they had Jordan Hall. They probably had six or seven kids at the Ohio State camp that, you know, were MAC prospects or above. So I got to go out and check them out. They're playing Whetstone. Uh, I hope to get over to Gehanna Lincoln for the second part of my night and check out Kamari Burns, the defensive end. And they have a nice running back there I want to look at again. Uh, and then if I have time, sometimes I'll sneak away if there's a running clock or a running quarter. My backup plan is to head over to Reynoldsburg. I want to go see some of the early year. They're young players. They have a really nice receiver I'm looking at. Uh, so it's not an Ohio State-centric weekend for Mark Porter, but I can guarantee there'll be a prospect or two in my travels this weekend that we're talking about throughout the summer and may pop up later, may not be in focus right now. So I got to do some of my own homework, and my next couple of weeks might be like that. I may be at Winford. There was an offensive lineman at Winford that showed up at the Ohio State camp as a sophomore that was six seven, and I may be going to uh, Bellefontaine to check out the young quarterback there. So in the next couple of weeks, it may not be the Montgomery brothers or like Bill gets to go to Big Walnut this weekend and check out Garrett Stover. So I'm going to do a little digging. But as we get into the playoffs, I'll probably resurface with more Buckeye-type prospects. I, I want to see Luke Hamilton at Avon. I want to get around and see a lot of different guys coming up. But as far as Buckeyes this weekend, it might not be the most star-studded eye in the sky, but it'll definitely have prospects. Playing off that, I don't mean, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't mean to ambush you here, but how many guys, how many Ohioans each year does Ohio State offer on average? Bill, I got to believe it's less than 10. You know, if they're taking six or so each year, it might even be five. You know, I mean, it, it seems like in Ohio, whoever they offer, they get. Right. The, the, real, the real question is how many kids in Ohio do they offer do they not get each year, which might be one or two at the most. If, if not, they shoot pretty well perfect in Ohio. So it's under 10. Uh, if they're looking at 30 kids in Ohio, you know, they may have a net of 30 that they bring through, maybe a few more just to be kind to some, you know, Mac kids that are close and it may develop and they don't know if they're going to develop or not yet. But it's it's not a big net in Ohio. Uh, about 125 kids go Division One in Ohio each year. Uh, 20 or 30 of those are Air Force, Navy, uh, Army. So you get some academy things. Then you have the Mac. So really the top 50 in Ohio or top 30 is where Ohio State shops. But, you know, as you narrow it down, it's it's under 10. And what they get every year since, you know, Urban and Day has been, what, five a year, five to seven, three to seven, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's- yeah, that's why I ask, because just to let everyone know, we want to bring you, you know, future Buckeye action each weekend. But it's not that easy, given the fact that Ohio's and Ohio State standards are just so high. Bill and I, Dan, I always use the old rule of, of uh, number rule myself um, the last 10 years or so of five to 11, uh, a really down year. They may offer as slew as, as, as few as five and in a great year in Ohio, maybe up to 11, maybe. And that, that's kind of the range that, that I see them in every single year, which you know is what Mark said. And, and I got to go back, Dan, I got to go back to that question. Uh, uh-huh. uh, I cannot let that slide by without a little response. Um, 
back in the day when I was the head basketball teacher at Dublin, then Dublin High School head basketball coach, and and also on the AAU trail, I got a few technicals in my day coaching. Uh, and I think if you ask uh, uh, some of my players, they would say, yeah, he, he did have a little temper. Um, never got thrown out of a game, never threw a chair, although I was close once but uh, certainly had a, a few technical fouls in my day. Also, uh, I don't mean to bring up old stories that Dave Biddle loves, but bringing this into modern uh, lingo, Bill was essentially the shop teacher, and he had himself a big old paddle. So uh, as some got paddled in public school in Virginia in the grade, I did, by the way, Ironically, the guy who paddled me, our principal, left to become Maryland's trainer for Lefty Drizel's basketball team. So we have digressed to a level of, of unspeakable <laughs> proportions. Bill, let's finish this off back in uh, sane parts here. Where, where, where are you headed this weekend? Uh, as Mark said, I'm heading to Big Walnut, not far from me. Uh, uh, you know, the two, the two closest schools, I think, to my house, uh, at least that have had – well. Uh, there's three, I guess, but uh, Big Walnut, Old and Tangy Orange, and Westerville South that have had or will have uh, perhaps Ohio State type players. The those uh, are the three ones that I can make it to. Uh, get in my car in about ten minutes or so, and I'll be going to Big Walnut to see uh, Garrett Stover, who uh, I'm really anxious to see. I haven't seen him since the Ohio State camp in person. That is, and and. Um, uh, it's homecoming for Big Walnut. They're playing Worthington Kilbourne. Um, uh, Big Walnut is not quite as strong as last year, uh, but they're a good team. And Worthington Kilbourne is, is a pretty decent team, so it should be a pretty good game. And Garrett Stover is back fully healthy again, and um, I'm certainly anxious to see him. He is uh, has been to Ohio State the last two weekends um, to see the Buckeyes play. And... Um, uh, was all before that was at the Ohio State Notre Dame game for that matter. Uh, he does want to visit Notre Dame for the Notre Dame Clemson game coming up uh, in the not too distant future. But uh, like I said, I've got him crystal ball to Ohio State and and uh, looking forward to see him play on Friday night. And he is related to the one and only Cade Stover, or George Kittle Light, however you want to refer to him. We have a comment here. From- Jackamette Price saying Garrett Stover and I assume she's related as well because my son plays hoops with the kid Jackamette and they are related to the Stovers so Stover power in Ohio is strong and good lord can we talk about just for one second Mark you're a tight end did you expect Kate Stover to be the national darling that he is this quickly he's being mentioned on national shows I heard him talked about on a draft podcast um, for a guy who didn't have a position for so long. It certainly seems like he's found a home. Yeah. The, the, when you said George Kittle, I love that comparison, but it's more like George Brittle. We don't want him to be the guy that gets hurt all the time. Like I Kittle. Said light. Yeah. yeah. But uh, we've always known Kate Stover was an unbelievable athlete. We, we've known that since he came out of high school, he was the player of the year in Ohio. Uh, it was never a matter of talent. It was just finding the role. And I think, the role on offense with the way they're using him now is what helps bring the national spotlight. Uh, but what a key piece to this offense. And 
you know, he's better than he was the last couple of years. I don't know if it's weight room or, you know, he's finally, you know, into his body or finally the maturity of understanding the game. But we run the zone play at Ohio State constantly, and he's the guy setting the edge out there. He's the guy with the most important block out on that edge, and he's been doing a great job of all that stuff. They can use him as an H-back when they need to, a fullback type. Uh, his versatility is off the charts. And when you play at Ohio State, you are going to be in the realm for all these national awards and the way he's getting the spotlight. Uh, I have always thought the Ohio State tight ends go uh, unnoticed. They, they're always more of a, a balanced tight end that blocks and receives, which isn't what usually gets the spotlight. The guys in the spotlight are the, the hybrid receivers that run around and catch 80 balls. And, you know, they don't really block anybody. They shadow block or they stalemate or they get in the way of defenders. But we have an actual blocker that will man up on a nine technique or a five technique and come off the ball and run his feet and get some movement. So, yeah, he, he's one of the, you know, well-polished tight ends. And I think tight ends in the past deserve the notoriety that Cade's getting. But, you know, we'll take it where we can get it here. Yeah, speaking yeah. of that past, Dan, uh, I, I think it's interesting. Somebody said, uh, uh, what if you're Jeremy Rutger now? And you're thinking, where in the world was all that passing to the tight end when I was there? And, you know, Rutger was a tremendous receiving uh, tight end. Uh, but Cade Stover's production, it, it, you know, <laughs> uh, Jeremy Record does have to be wondering a little bit about that right now. But uh, I think it'll be interesting to see what Cade does. I was talking to someone. Um, I know that family well. Um, uh, my daughter did her student teaching at Cade Stover's high school when oh, Cade wow. was a senior. And um, Cade went down to her class one day and introduced himself and, and all that because I'd gotten to know Cade really well. Um, but it'd be interesting to see what he does. Does He's got a year left if he wants to take it after this at Ohio State. So does he stay another year or does he go to the NFL? He's certainly, at least in my view, he, he's made himself a potential NFL guy to leave after this year. So it'd be interesting Absolutely. to see. And, and, and from what I'm told, he, he's not worried about a decision on that right now. You know, he'll make that when the time comes. Yeah. Tight end production has always been elusive. Uh, if you play fantasy football in the NFL, there's not much consistency in uh, tight end production. So, you know, this could be a spike. It could be an ebb and a flow. You know, so Rutgers shouldn't take too much offense. It could be opponents. It could be, uh, you know, stuff like that. But has Ohio State shifted their focus to – you know, the tight end because Smith is out, you know, they're down a couple receivers and they went with someone they're confident with, you know, that, that could be it too. So there's a lot of factors where if I'm Rucker, I don't get too offended. Yeah. Shed no tears for Rucker uh, <laughs> playing in his hometown and his dad with absolutely the best draft selection video of all time when he got picked by the Jets. If that does not make you smile and enjoy, if, uh, you got another thing coming. And as far as Stover goes, I had also had the chance to meet him. You want to talk about a man's handshake and a man's voice when you're talking to somebody who was 17 years old. Uh, this this guy is, I mean, he's as tough as they come. You, like, He's the classic Ohio farm boy made good on the football field for real, like Stover Farms, et cetera. So it's great to see. Well, always love to see a good uh, farm boy kick some butt, and uh, he's doing that. I agree. I think he's going to have a very tough decision at the end of this year. I think he likes being a Buckeye. Probably also likes having accountants beat down his door. We appreciate these dudes stopping by. Another great Thursday show. Thank you very much. You have a good one, Bucknutters.